0: Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying the prophet Jeremiah. That's Jeremiah chapter 41. Uh, this is Saul Weinreb, the host of the podcast. We are in the middle of the chapters that discuss the events surrounding the final destruction of Jerusalem, the exile of most of the people to Babylon. And we just read in chapter 40 about the uh, remaining refugees and escapees and survivors of, of the war between Babylon and Judea were now gathered under the leadership of Gedaliah, who was appointed by the Babylonians to administer the remaining people of Judah there is now a, um, a small revival of sorts, with the support of the Babylonian Empire, as, with Gedalia in charge, and the people starting to rebuild whatever they could of what was left. Jerusalem had been destroyed; the temple had been destroyed, but there was some hope to rebuild the people. And we learned that Jeremiah decided to remain with them rather than to join the exiles that were heading that were brought to Babylon. This, interestingly, is one of the few chapters in this book that doesn't mention Jeremiah at all. So, Jeremiah, in the the events of the chapter we're about to read, is more of a um, uh, participant rather than an influencer of these, these events. He will come back to his position of influence soon, but in this chapter itself, Jeremiah is there watching these events unfold, but we don't hear from him. Okay. At all. Now we just learned that as this new, um, uh, you know, community is starting to rebuild itself under the leadership of Gedaliah, who has sworn fealty to the Babylonian kingdom, and he has asked all of the men to no longer rebel against them, that there was one leader of a group named Ishmael ben Netanyahu, who had conspired with the king of Ammon to assassinate Gedalia, uh, which would have been considered an extreme uh, affront and rebellious act against the Babylonians who had put Gedalia in charge. And somehow, um, Ishmael wanted to create some form of alliance with Ammon against Babylon by assassinating Gedalia. We, the, the, this plan, this devious plan, was presented to Gedalia himself. However, Gedalia himself refused to um, believe that someone from one of his own would be so um, would have would would be so um, irresponsible and so vengeful as to want to assassinate him, and refused to take any measures of precaution against the potential assassination. The devastating effects of his naivete will now be seen and heard in this next chapter 41. So the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, which is the first day of the Hebrew month of Tishrei, this, which is the seventh month on the calendar, but it's also the first day of the year. Um, I'm not gonna go into a lecture of how the Jewish calendar works now, but this is the holiday of the Jewish new year. Which typically would have been uh, celebrated with um, with uh, tremendous celebrations taking place in the temple itself. This is the first Rosh Hashanah, which now there is no temple, but they still celebrated the holiday, which shows that in Gedaliah's mind, we st- he felt we still need to continue our religion. We still need to continue our practices to the extent that we can without a temple, which sets in place what will eventually become the pattern for the rest of our history um, of practicing our religion without a temple in place anymore. So Ashvi, this is verse one, it was in the seventh month. Ba Yishmael ben ben Elishama, this the man Yishmael who was plotting against Gedalia, came pretending to be at peace, Mizera HaMalucha, he was a, of royal descent, so he apparently felt that he had some right to the crown rather than Gedalia, um, who was not of royal descent. The and some of the officers of the king, all of whom had an interest in taking revenge against Gedalia, but they all came supposedly in peace, and and he had ten men, supposedly presumably these are armed soldiers surrounding him. They came with him El Ben Akikam They came to the place of Gidalyo where he had set up his his official offices in Mitzvah. Sham and they together sat and they ate bread together and celebrated the holiday of Rosh Hashanah together as if, excuse me, as if they were in peace. Then Vayokom Yishmuel ben Netanya, after they had eaten and they were full and everyone was sitting and supposedly enjoying a nice holiday meal together, Yishmuel, the son of Netanya, and the ten men that were with him, that were in on the conspiracy, They got up, Vayaku at Gedalio ben Achikam, and they struck Gedalio, son of Achikam ben Shafan, Bacharev. They struck him by the sword, Vayamis also, and they killed him. He being the one, Asher Hevkin Melech Bavabarat, that had been appointed by the king of Babylon to be the governor over the land. So they struck him down. This is a massive uh, move of rebelliousness against Babylon again which had been disastrous on every time they rebelled the, in the days of the King Yo-Yakim, in the days of the King Tzitkio, and now again in the days when there's no more king but just a governor, again they rebelled. And also they killed the one leader who had already demonstrated the ability to unite the remaining people into an, some level of coherent uh, um, uh, society to start to rebuild, they killed him. Which is the reason that we're all familiar with the day after the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, we have a fast day to commemorate the um, death of Gedaliah, who was the last hope for some settlement of Jews in Judea. And all of the Jews that were there with him at Gedaliah, that were with Gedaliah in mitzvah and there even were Chaldean officers that were there, because remember, they were there to oversee Gedaliah and to be liaisons between Gedaliah and and the uh, main government back in Babylon. All of those who were soldiers, Ishmael killed and slaughtered. So, in other words, he did not kill the civilians, but he killed all the armed soldiers along with the killing of Gedaliah himself. So it was an assassination, and then killing anyone who was there who posed a military threat to Yishmael. And it was the next day, the day after, um, or the second day after Gedaliah was assassinated, nobody knew about it yet. The news hadn't spread. The, the men who... Were, would have been capable of running and bringing the news out to outside the, air, the city were killed by Mishmael. So at this time, across the countryside where people were celebrating the holiday and were trying to rebuild, they didn't know yet that their leader was killed. So, and Some of the towns that had started to be resettled were the towns of Shechem, The town of Shiloh, the town of Shomron, Samaria. These are towns which were being resettled by the the Judeans that remained in the area and they had been planning on bringing bringing um, offers and sacrifices to the temple presumably for Yom Kippur which for Yom Kippur which is going to follow Hashanah, just a, a few days later and they were on their way they set out originally with the intention to go to jerusalem but then they found out that jerusalem had fallen and they were mourning terribly there was 80, 80 men together traveling and they had shaved their beards and they had torn their clothes and they had made cuts in their flesh all of this in mourning over the disaster that they had heard about and with them they had offerings of, of of incense and other offerings that they were, lavi beit that they had planned on bringing to God's temple, but unfortunately they found out that the temple was destroyed. They had they practiced mourning, and the only place now to go they heard was there's something brewing in Mitzpah where Gedaliah is. Let's go there and celebrate and commemorate the holiday presumably of Yom Kippur and the following holiday of Sukkot together with our new leader and we'll do what we can. We don't have the temple anymore, but we'll do what we can and this was their intention. So, So Yishmael, who is now uh, presiding over his the, the civilians who he didn't kill, who he has now captured them and he's holding them in uh um in captivity and and all any other and uh, he and and the men the soldiers that were with him so he sees here's these this group of people are coming so he goes he leaves mitzvah down the road to welcome them to the town of mitzvah and Halo, he is walking and and crying as he walked, he's pretending that he's crying, as if he's also mourning the temple, just like they were, trying to look in a sympathetic way so that the people would think that he is, he is uh, with them in the mourning of the temple. So when he meets them, I see that we mourn the temple together. But let's go together to, to our new leader, Gedaliah. And let's try to make something out of what we have. So he pretended to be um, one of them. And and rather, obviously, had he come out with the sword as if he was fighting, it would have been hard for he, him and his 10 men to fight with these 80 men if the 80 men realized that he had killed Gedalia. So he needed to um, dupe them and um Bring them in as if Gedaliah was still alive. And then, as they came into the city, when they were taken completely by surprise, then had the opportunity to kill them by surprise, and he he, he slaughtered them into a large pit. Um, uh, he Ishmael did uh, perpetrated this 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 horrific horrific. Um, murder and crime, he and the men that were with him slaughtered these people and threw them into a pit. Among them, as they were being executed, there were ten men among them that begged please don't put us to death, do not execute us. And of course he said, why should I treat you different than anyone else? He says, we have hidden in our fields, back in the towns where we came from, we have wheat and barley and oil and honey. We have supplies. You have need for us. We can help you. Don't kill us. So he held back from killing them, presumably because they promised that they would go back to their places and bring some of the supplies because Yishmael knew that he and his, what he planned on being his new... Um, kingdom, would need these supplies. V'habar, it just so happens to be that the bar, asher hishlich sham the pit, where Yishmael threw, it called pigre on Hashem, all of the corpses, all of the dead bodies of the people that he had slaughtered, asher called biyad gedal that he had killed, and I'm going to translate this, alongside gedal himself. There's other translations. The Dot Mikra translates it this way, and I think it fits the best. Um, uh, the men uh, that he killed, plus along with the killing of Gedaliah, the assassination of Gedaliah himself, who Asher oso oso, This is the same pit which the king Asa, way back when the king of Yehuda named Asa, made Basha um, uh, during his battle with Basha, who was the king of the northern kingdom. So going back a couple hundred years, he had made this pit. This pit was the same pit that Ishmael used to throw all of Gedaliah, the body of Gedaliah, and the body of the men that he had slaughtered. This is the one that he filled up with the corpses. Um, the... the uh, why that's important is not clear. What significance this pit had is not clear. But um, if anything, maybe just to tell us, um, you know, the geographical detail, so we should know. But it's not clear why that's significant. So all of the remaining people, the non-soldiers, that had come to celebrate Rosh Hashanah together with G'dayahu, Yishmael captured them and placed them in captivity. He enslaved them. Um, and who were these people? They were made up at Benotamelach, the daughters of the king. And here is where we see that the king's daughters were not executed by by the Babylonian conquerors, presumably because they were not considered a threat to um, to Babylon. He had and the remainder of the nation Anisharimba Mitzpah that remained in the place of Mitzpah, which is where Gedaliah had set up his his uh, New capital. Asher hivkid nevuzradon. Rav Tabachim, which at those people whom Nevuzradon, who was the head officer of the royal guard, had appointed Gedayyo ben Achikam to be their ruler in Mitzvah Vaish beim ben he captured them. by al Basically, he put his own brothers in chains, and now he's carrying them to his new friend the king of Ammon, to continue his plan of allying himself with Ammon and bringing the remaining Judeans with him as captives, presumably to give them as slaves to the king of Ammon. Now, the news gets out. How exactly the news gets out? I would theorize, and we're going to see in a minute, that Yishmael had ten men with him who were loyal to him. It seems that two had defected, because possibly, and this is just conjecture, two had defected because they saw just how disgusting and how despicable the acts of Yishmael were and how dangerous they were and how they, that the acts of this Yishmael were out of vengeance and spite that was going to simply lead to the destruction of the last final remnant of, Ju- of the Jewish people in Judea that they must have ran. To tell the news, um, so uh, and who did they run to? Yochanan ben Koreach, who was one of Gedaliah's supporters. Yochanan ben Kareach was the one who tried to warn Gedaliah that an assassination plot was being brewed against him, but Gidayo refused to listen. Now Yohran ben Karach hears the news about what happened. The Chayalim and all of the other heads of the various groups of soldiers that were scattered through the land that were loyal to Gedayah that were with him that were with Yohran ben Karach together, they heard kol asher Ben Itanya. They heard about all of the evil that Ishmael Ben Itanya had done. So now they come to attack Ishmael. all of the men that had supported Gedaliah, um, uh, to, they took all of their men. They gathered as many people as they, they could. And they, they, the forces of Yishmael ben Etanya and all of the other men who were loyal to Gedaliah met each other. At, and fought a battle at the pool which is in Givon. Apparently there is some pool or some, a lake, a pond or whatever near the city of Givon. Givon has popped up throughout the history of the people many times. This is uh, a well-known area. This is where they met in battle and they fought with each other. Vayehi kir'ot kala'am when the entire nation who are now being held as slaves Asheret Ishmael that were with Ishmael and they were being dragged against their will to Ammon, when they saw the forces of Ben Kareh, Bet Khalsrailim, they were happy that they're finally that they be rescued from this awful person, Yishmael, who was leading them to Ammon as slaves. They saw their their freedom coming in the form of the army being led by Yochanan ben Karech and the other officers that were loyal to Gedaliah, who had just been assassinated, by Asobu Kalam and all of the people, Asher uh, Shava Yismael Min all of the families. These are civilians. These are not soldiers. Those are mostly women, children, the daughters of the king, and so on. That they were being led off as slaves. They went over to the other side. They were able to leave Ishmael and go over by Yeshua, by ben and helped and supported Yochran ben Kerech and his forces. Now, because Ishmael ben Itanya originally only had 10 men with him, now Nimlat, Vishmael ben Netanyah, this is verse 15, Nimlat escaped Bishmon HaNashim with eight men. This hints that two men had defected, which might have been the source of the news to all of the uh, supporters of Gedalia, he and his eight men now lost all of their, the captives that they were bringing to Ammon, and they're being attacked by forces that are much larger than their own. So they had to run Mipne Yochanan, they had to run from Yochanan, it made no sense to fight, and they had to run off to their, um, to, their to their ally, El Ammon. Amon, they ran to the country of Ammon to try to get protected by the king of Ammon, who was the one who they had conspired with to cause all of this trouble. So now, you have Gedalia is killed. The news has not yet reached the Babylonians, but it's obvious that it will. And the Babylonians are gonna be enraged. Nebuchadrezzar is gonna say, fine, this is certainly the last straw. I left the governor there, and now they're still rebelling against me. The people knew that even though they were the ones that were loyal, there's no way that they could stay there. And there's no way that, that Nebuchadnezzar is ever going to allow a Jewish presence in Judea at all. This, it's over. It's done. So the people now gathered under the leadership of Yochanan ben Karach know and realize this. So they need to figure out what to do. So Vayikach Yochanan ben Kerach, this is verse 16, v'chol serach So Yochanan, plus the other leaders uh, of the various bands of soldiers that were with him, they took at Kel Shair to Am Ha'sher eshev Yishmael ben Etaniam in HaMitzpah. They took the remnants of the nation which they had rescued from captivity that Yishmael had put them into when he was in Mitspa. Uh, which is where he caught after he assassinated Gedaliah. Givorim anche mochama. They had groups of men that were capable warriors, the leaders, Yochanan himself, plus Vinashim, the women, Vitaf, and the children, Visori and, Sim, and the other uh, uh, um, uh, 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 men of the court. Um, Sorry, can can sometimes be translated at eunuchs, but it also can be translated at men of the court. We know there were some members of the king's household that had that had been loyal to Gedalia, Ashereshim that he brought back from Givon, which is where they met Yishmael, and Yishmael ran off and left uh, uh, off to Ammon. So you have all of these people that are now homeless, leaderless. Well, they have uh, Yochanan is stepping forward as the leader. They know they can't stay there. They know they need an option. They know they need a place to go. They went to a place called the dwelling place of Kimham. Kimham is a person who, back in the book of Samuel, was a friend of David. And apparently the King David gave him and his descendants uh, you know, land in, within which to live. Exactly where that is is not clear, but it was a place where they could settle safely and uh, for, a, for a temporary, to, to figure out, it's somewhere near the town of Bethlehem, with the plan to eventually go down to Egypt because they couldn't think of any other place to go where they would be safe. If they stay here in Judah, the, they're, they're definitely going to be destroyed by the Babylonians. There's no more hope for that if they they didn't want to go into exile into babylon again because because of of a fear that they would be blamed for the death of gedaliah so they needed to get away from babylon and the only option left is egypt so they settled down in this place of gerut-kimham which is the land where where this which was given to kimham and his family so it was known as gerut-kimham The reason why they were running to Egypt, this is verse 18, is because they were afraid of the Chaldeans. Remember, Chaldeans and Babylonians, you should read as the same people. They were afraid. Because Ishmael had assassinated Baretz, who had been appointed by the king of Babylon. And they were afraid that they would be blamed for the assassination. And if they didn't get out of there, they would be killed, and the only other place to go is Egypt. So this is where we're left, and soon, in the next chapter, we're going to find how the people turned to Jeremiah, to meow for guidance as to what to do next. Um, in this chapter, no one has yet asked Jeremiah. Presumably, he is among the people who were captured by Ishmael and are now being led by Yochanan, and now waiting in this land of Kimham, waiting to decide what to do next. And that's where we're going to pick up chapter 42 next. Thank you so much for studying chapter 41 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 42 and of course the rest of the book of Jeremiah together. Mm